Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, I'm Mayhem. Hello, I'm Chaos. And our happiness is egg-shaped. Happiness is egg-shaped. It loves a circle with no end. <laughs> happiness is egg shaped. Wait, um, happiness is egg shaped. Happiness is egg shaped and loves a circle with no end. Well, isn't this exciting? The Happiness Is Pod with me, your host, Bruce Aitchison, and this is going to be a heap of fun. Do we have two spectacular guests for you? Backstage, I've got Sean from Fill Your Boots pressing the buttons and keeping things right. And we are buzzing for what is going to happen. The pod is here. You can watch on YouTube and you can listen in all those places that you get your podcasts. We are going to talk about life and loves and passions and all sorts of other stuff. But we are happy. We are going to talk about the things that get us going and the things we look forward to and the things that have shaped who we are and what we do just now. And I have two spectacular ladies as guests today. One was at London 2012 in front of that packed stadium and all of those people watching at home. And I was one of them. I loved it. And I have never been so excited to speak to a London Olympian than I am today. And the other one, the other lady, is somebody I've known for a very, very long time and have loved watching her journey to where she has arrived at today. One I've never really met, one I've known for a very long time, and I think they are going to get on swimmingly. So without any further ado, please welcome my spectacular guest, the one and only Mel Nichols and the unique and always late Rhoda Lloyd. Welcome. How are you? 
What an intro. Yeah, what an intro. <laughs> what do we say? It's good to be here. <laughs> well, I am so happy that you showed up. And Rhoda, it was nice of you to arrive eventually. So thank you. <laughs> the, never. the late Rhoda Lloyd. So Rhoda, how are things with you just now? You are one busy lady who always manages to find things to fill her time. Yeah, I'm pretty lucky that's the case, especially at the moment. Like for me, I'm still training, I'm still working, like I'm still doing bits of my podcast. So I actually have, yeah, I've been as busy as ever, which is, I'm really fortunate to be in that position. And we've got a future guest for you here. you you got to get Mel Nichols on your podcast. For well, sure. Maybe, the end of this. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe this is a trial. Maybe, maybe not. And, yeah. and Mel, what have you, well, I know what you've been up to because you've been involved in some of this stuff I've been involved in recently. Mm. What are you up to at the moment? Yeah, so the last five weeks we've been uh, full on Doddy Aid, haven't we? Which has been incredible. This week has seemed really quiet. <laughs> so, like, where, where's the banter? Where was everyone shouting about the miles? Where's the, the snoods? <laughs> um, so, but it's nice to see people still going on with that and, and still putting in the effort. So, I've been, yeah, really picking up my training. Um, obviously, been having to stay at home. So, just been, just been focusing on training, um, a lot of online learning. So, passed a, a couple of exams the last week which was kind of good so you know you can still learn no matter what <laughs> yeah still learn now the two of you have both done silly things recently that have made me laugh on social media rona you've started to play an instrument so i'd say playing an instrument <laughs> isn't where we're at at the moment i've attempted to start learning the bagpipes which starts with the chanter and like i hope that i get better because right now i'd <laughs> I'd say I'm pretty terrible and I think my flatmates definitely hope that I get better but no I've, I've been doing online lessons and yeah that's another thing that's just filled my time at the moment but I'm absolutely loving it I'm just like I just can't keep time basically that's my that seems to be my issue like I'm I'd say I'm below average um so we'll see what happens there I was on a zoom lesson last night and they were doing old lang sign and the the, the teacher was like you, you do know the tune don't you um <laughs> <laughs> That's never a good sign. I know. So we'll see what happens there. So why so the bagpipes? So hard. Exactly. Why? <laughs> why, why the bagpipes? Like I think it's something that I've always wanted to learn, and like, but just never actually made any effort to do it. Um, so I guess I was like, now's the time. Um, and I think like it is the right time to start something new and ridiculous. So I'm enjoying it. You can play the guitar though, can't you? Yeah, I've done the guitar, done the guitar when I was younger, and then like take a ukulele on camp with us. But the I've never done like a instrument that you have to blow into before. That's been a whole new challenge. <laughs> is that is that what they're known as instruments that you blow? <laughs> I'd say woodwind, but it's I don't think it is. Oh, so I don't, it is. I don't know. Whatever I'm doing, <laughs> I love it. You must be the least popular of your flatmates when like what when you said I'm going to do the bagpipes. What did they say? They've like set me like I'm not allowed to practice between certain hours, and they're all watching Game of Thrones at the moment. So basically, when they do that, that's my time to like go upstairs and practice when no one can hear me. Nice. And Mel, you've you've moved outside for some of your recovery. <laughs> yeah, well, it always was. Um, with uh, obviously things being closed down, I, I so a few months ago I started swimming swimming more in the lake. Um, obviously when the the ice came, then doing a bit of ice swimming, which was amazing. But now I can't get to the lake, so I've built my own mini lake in my garden. So uh, after the sort of big stints on the bike, then I strip naked when it's dark. When it's not dark, then I do put some clothes on <laughs> and dunk 
and dunk in the garden. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so good. Like to sit there and to look at the stars in the pool of ice. It's wonderful. It's uh, it clears your head and it um, recovers your muscles. So I thoroughly recommend it. It's great fun. The, the two of you must have all the neighbours talking. Rona, they must hate you with the bagpipes and Mel. They must be that crazy lady next door is outside naked again. That's exactly it, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. I absolutely love it. Right, Rona, the bagpipes, is there, a, is there a plan for when you play the bagpipes? Like, I think with a big motivation is it's like with rugby, we go to a lot of cool places. And obviously that's just something very Scottish that you can you can take places but at the rate I'm going it's not going to be a this season thing at all <laughs> it's a future thing but no we'll see I'm I'm loving it but yeah definitely I, I'm like quite passionate about being Scottish and that being part of our like team identity so if if I do learn to play if we get there then I can definitely take that with me and then I'll have my Scotland um, teammates complaining about me as well as my flatmates. <laughs> I have to admit having played in New Zealand, Hong Kong, America, whenever I went away, and of course you'd put the kilt on as soon as you got a chance and everybody would go, oh my God, you're Scottish. And then the next question they would ask is, can you play the bagpipes? And when you said no, you could always see them just a little bit sad. That oh, So yeah, I, I get it. I totally get it. That'll be awesome. That'll be so cool. Now, Rona, I've known you since you were primary seven. So I've known you since you were 10 or 11 years old. And... I, I could say a couple of things. One, I could say you have changed, but then in other ways, you are still absolutely that wee dafty that I first saw that asked a question in front of a room full of adults, teachers, head teacher to get clarification on something that I had just presented to everybody. No one else in the room had a question apart from this wee lass who went, can I ask a question? What what has what has brought you to this point here that you find yourself in? Oh, like school, well, you know from from that. Like I did have like had a really good time, but like did have a bit of a hard time in terms of didn't go to a school where I think being being a bit different was like celebrated among the students. It definitely was among the PE department. You guys looked after me, but um, yeah, like just absolutely sports mad in school, like did everything like to be honest probably didn't embrace playing rugby as much as I should have just because I was a bit embarrassed about it like as you know I was like kind of the only girl in the school that played and was getting a a fair bit of stick about it and it was funny because rugby was like what I did that made me happy but then it was also like I guess something that was making me unhappy in school like the I was gonna say backlash but that makes it sound quite serious um but yeah anyway did I was like as you know I was like basketball on a Monday like athletics on a Tuesday rugby on a Wednesday and probably went like that until I was about 16 17 and then rugby got a bit more serious and that's what I was doing every day but like looking back like doing that completely kept me out of trouble because after like every day after school I mean I caused my own trouble but every day after school I was at a sports club or or yeah kept me busy and then went to Edinburgh University like a big motivation of that was because of the rugby program there and I like just loved playing the game and it was probably once I went to uni and after watching like the 2016 Olympics I think for me that was when like that dream became like really real um, and yeah now um, it's brought me on to Loughborough. Rugby's basically dictated all my life decisions but it, in like a very very positive way. Yeah, I, I kind of know that feeling, but not with the ambition of being at the Olympics, unfortunately. Mel, you've been to the Olympics. Ooh, how, I have, yeah. 
how like that's an experience rona is is dreaming of that experience and hopefully if if life allows that will that will happen if i go to olympics as i did at london 2012 but i was in the stand watching what what's that like as an athlete being at the biggest jamboree for sport <laughs> ever it's just amazing i remember well for london so for me um i got into into um athletics and certainly I suppose mainstream sport um after obviously life-changing strokes so um it was it was quite late for me to come into that sort of area of sport and that kind of world um it was a 15-month whirlwind from sort of starting wheelchair racing which was um what I was doing track racing at, at the games um to being selected so that was my first uh, my first international my first time representing GB was at the um London 2012 which is bit crazy um but amazing and I just remember every day that I was there um whether it was that I was competing or whether I was um supporting friends or whether we were just walking to the huge food hall um it was like this is amazing this is the best day of my life for the next day no this is the best day of my life it's just absolutely amazing it was like a dream absolutely incredible yeah you never forget um the games it's and people have spoken about the home games now. I always I can remember when the Commonwealth Games were at Meadowbank Stadium, which has now been demolished in Edinburgh, and they're building what I hope is going to be something really, really cool. But I went as a really young kid to the the Commonwealth Games, not really understanding what it was. But later on in life, a guy who is involved at my rugby club, a guy called Ken Mackay, his only international event was the Commonwealth Games at Meadowbank and he's from Dundee and I always sensed a bit of disappointment in his voice <laughs> that that was where his big event was it had been oh. in Auckland I think or it was in Auckland four years later and but he got to go to Meadowbank but London was just it's still the one I think people measure the Olympics against isn't it yeah definitely um obviously you know at the Paralympics we were just after the Olympics and um we're, we're British, aren't we? And nobody expected it to be a success at all. You know, um, we, we had a warm up event a few months before the Games. And obviously we, we turned out to, to race, to go through the motions and, and no one came to support, which is what we expected. And that's what we expected uh, for the main Games as well. And I remember, I think for, for the Olympics, people were kind of shocked, weren't they? How, how well it went. So then people that have missed out on tickets for the Olympics all wanted to come to the Paralympics. And the Paralympics, I think, was even more sold out. You know, the whole park was sold out, let alone getting tickets for actually a, for events. Um, but to, to have that home games, I'm so lucky that I was able to go to a go to a home game, home games. Um, just amazing. And it just put put sport, particularly for Britain, I think, you know, that kind of level that just back on the map, didn't it? And, and for kids, you know, I remember some of my greatest memories are, are being on the track after my races and just seeing the kids' faces, the magic in their eyes and these big foam hands and everyone high fives and like, that's why we're here. This is why we do this. Yeah. And and we we all we all become experts. We we become experts in everything, and you you just get totally absorbed in sports that you've got no clue on. And especially <laughs> as a PE teacher, like I was, I was in I was in charge of everything. Rhoda, what's the what what do you think an Olympics looks like? Feels like what's the, what is it that's driving you towards that? I was telling Mel last night when I spoke to her on the phone that you lied about your height to go to a selection because you wanted to be like Lizzie Arnold, remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Um, obviously didn't get away with that lie for too long when they seen me. But the, I, I think the thing with the Olympics or the Paralympics is like that is the, like 
people understand what a big deal that is like that's something that's so tangible like even like conversations with like playing working and being an athlete especially in women's sport you have so many conversations with work about oh I need to get away for this game or that game and like sometimes I don't think they get it whereas when you say the Olympics or the Paralympics people can just immediately associate with like that being the pinnacle of your sport and like what an achievement that is uh, so I think that's yeah that's motivation isn't it like you can say that you you have been at the top of your game and I think, like you say, because it brings everyone together, doesn't it? There's a sport for everybody. Everybody's an expert at one sport, <laughs> one sport or whatever it is. So I think it just, it's so, um, yeah, it just brings everyone, everyone, which is, which is really good. Mel, did you watch the Rugby Sevens at Rio? Did you did you pay any attention to the, the Sevens? Um, Rio, yeah, um, unfortunately not, um, only because um, we were away on holding camp before our games um, and then during our own games I wasn't well, so I was I was locked in quarantine, so yeah, I don't have great memories of Rio, <laughs> of anything really, other than the four walls of my room. <laughs> oh, because the Sevens was really early, it was at the very beginning and it was it wasn't the only show on TV, but I think it grabbed a heap of people. Rona, you must have been watching it just drooling, were you? So Rio, basically, when Rio Olympics happened, I just had a shoulder operation, so I couldn't sleep. So I honestly don't think there was anybody in Britain that watched more of the Rio Olympics than I did, because with the time difference, I was like up all night, like watching the most niche sports. But yeah, for me, that was like, obviously, it was the first games that Rugby Sevens had been at. Um, so yeah, it was amazing. And I think that totally changed the game of sevens like it's now just such a massive spectator sport and the the women's sevens if if md knows women's rugby they weren't surprised by the standard but i think a lot of people who are naive to and all and still compare men's sport to women's sport and want them to be the same they were they were really surprised by it but you got people like charlotte kaslick in in australia who she is just off the planet isn't she she is awesome Oh, 100%. Like, there's so many phenomenal players around the world. And, yeah, I think the Olympics is where they're showcased across all sports. Yeah. And the, the role models, Mel, looking back to, to you being at school, who did you look at as someone that made you think, I can do that? For me, for, for sport, when I was at school, um, it was always it was um, outside adventure sport. It was horses were a big part of my life for many, many years until about 2011. Um, so for me and my friends always had like the event riders posters on our inside of our lockers and things like that. So they were kind of our role models. And we'd go to badminton and waste the end of cross country course, waiting for water grass, take off the horse and things. Um, and also riding my bike. But again, it was just kind of about going out with friends and just riding and not knowing where we're going and just going off on a bit of an adventure. So the sport, um, I didn't actually, my school, I suppose, wasn't that sporty. Um, didn't really get on with my PE teacher, which never helps. Um, I used to, I kind of wanted to like things like netball, but I didn't really understand it. And I was made to, to feel a bit stupid. So that that sort of puts you off a bit. Um, then when I left school, I played netball with young farmers, uh, which I loved because it was such a great environment. <laughs> so actually doing like yeah, netball, hockey, tug of war, those sort of things was, was great because maybe it was the, the stuff that came after <laughs> sports or something. Um, but that's kind of where, yeah, where I think it was you've got to enjoy what you do, haven't you? You've got to have fun and, and be around the right people. And that makes a huge difference. So maybe school wasn't in the right environment for sport, but outside of school, then there certainly were a load of, uh, yeah, a load of great role models. Having umpired young farmers hockey 
I hate to think what young farmers netball was like because the hockey was just a riot. <laughs> it was just lawless. They were it was like they'd be let out for the for the day and just started hacking each other to pieces with weapons. So I hate to think what netball, a non contact sport, was like with young farmers. That must have toughened you up. I seem to remember hockey was like that at school. That's the only thing I did love actually was hockey because it was a time there to just get and just smash it across the AstroTurf. <laughs> I think netball, I remember it being quite quite well behaved, really. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm not having that. In comparison. Both both here have have excelled in certain sports, but Rona, because I, I've known you for so long and you've already mentioned you were doing that on that night, that on that night, you were also at things like cadets and you were in the panto you were you, you danced at one point which you hate me bringing up uh you played music you you filled your time mel you saying things like i got on my bike and we just we didn't know where we were going that gives me the idea like you said you loved what you were doing you were happy just to see what happens so i i find that that's not the norm not not all kids are like that, Rona. Not all kids are are filling their time voluntarily. Your your folks weren't driving you to all those things. You were going to those things off your own bat, and they were working, and you know they had their other commitments. Mel, you getting on your bike and disappearing for what was probably hours. You you must have loved what you were doing. Now, something I love to talk to kids I teach and to players and pretty much anybody that will listen to me for long enough is following a passion. So, Rona, rugby is the thing that you have ended up being passionate about. If you'd listened to your PE teacher, you would never have followed rugby because he told you not to be so silly because there was no future in it and tried to push you into athletics. But what what is it about sport? What is it about life? The two of you strike me as people who just love life, being involved, achieving things, being with others, sharing experiences, making memories. So why is that not the norm, Rona? Why, why why are you a bit of an outlier? Oh, like for me, it was, yeah, just like love competing. Like I'm so competitive. So love that, like loved running around. And to me in school, especially like you're like literally two hours a week, we could just run around the gym hall. Like that's, yeah, such a treat when you got to do that in school. Um, so I think that was kind of like PE in school was definitely about like stemming to my love of sport. And then, yeah, now I'm just somebody that like with the bagpipes, just if I have a spare hour at, always fill it which is actually like such a bad trait and I always say that I need to relax more and then I'll get a free afternoon and find something to do but yeah it's like I think the more things you're passionate about the yeah the more exciting your life is and like the more opportunities you have to go places and yeah like rugby's taken me to like Hong Kong and South Africa and places that I just like absolutely would not have gone to otherwise like as a kid we went on family holidays to Benidorm so <laughs> it's definitely opened up my horizons a little bit and the best bit about all of that is somebody else is paying for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Mel, you you fill your time. You are you are so busy. Rona mentioned there about relaxing. Now, I'm not really somebody who is very good at relaxing in the way of I'm going to do nothing. Relaxing to me is speaking to people like you. Believe it or not, this is me relaxed although I'm high as a kite and very excited <laughs> to speak to two great people that that I think the sun shines from their hind parts but uh, you you're not good at relaxing no. in that way but you you probably are relaxed when you're involved in something 
Yeah, I love doing stuff. It was like you say about life. You know, life is for living, isn't it? It's fulfilling. It's for having all those experiences. And um, when I was younger, when I was at school, I remember sort of thinking and saying that I bet everybody could and probably is really good at some sport, but you you don't know because you don't get a chance to try it. So I just love the idea of just trying everything. You might not be good, you might not like it, but you've got to try it. Um, when I was younger, I was also a dancer. So I remember sort of, you know, I, if I want something, when I was, whether I was a kid or whether it's now, if I want something, if I want to go and try something, I will find a way to make it happen. So I wanted to, to go to dance lessons. I wanted to have a horse and I wasn't allowed. And obviously when I was younger until I could sort of pay for it myself. So I'd ride around on my bike around the countryside where I lived and leave notes on loads of gates and say, you know, that I've got a horse in the fields. Can I come and ride your horse in exchange for <laughs> mucking out or whatever? <laughs> And the, the, the horses I got to ride before and after school, you know, they were some proper crazy ones. But it taught me to be, to me, taught me to be a great rider, um, taught me to respect that side and to work for it. And I think, yeah, you've got to love what you do, but you've just got to get out there and just chase it and just get after it. And it doesn't matter whether you're a, you're a youngster or whether you're older. It's the same philosophy, isn't it? You've just got to make the most of it because you only get one. Hello, time. my name is Bruce Aitchison from Happiness is Egg Shaped. You wait for a podcast and then two come along at once. I am looking forward to introducing to you Murray Field and me, a love story by Bruce Aitchison. I have spent so many happy days in Murrayfield Stadium. I could watch the grass grow. It is a place where I have so many memories. Happy, sad, because let's face it, I'm a Scottish rugby fan, but memories all the same. I've met good people, I've built strong relationships, and I would go back tomorrow and the day after and the day after and the day after. It is an amazing place to watch rugby, and everybody knows Happiness is egg-shaped at Murrayfield. So join me on the podcast, Murrayfield and Me, a love story by Bruce Aitchison. Uh, I love it, but now now what I'm thinking is, right, where's this coming from? Rona, you're saying you're competitive, you're passionate. Mel, you determined, you're, I'm going to make it happen. Where Where's that coming from? Where where have where have you found that from? Is that because Rona, is that because you've got a big brother and you wanted to always beat him? Mel, is that because you wanted to see how far you could go and test yourself physically? Where the two of you have got unbelievable drive. And it doesn't strike me that you're cutting people down or you're you're sort of trying to get above anybody else. I think you're bringing people with you, with your personalities and with the things you're achieving and the way you go about things. Where where have you come from with that? That's Are you born with it? I totally think not. I'm, I'm more of a nurture than a nature believer. But also, why have we not got more people doing this stuff that you two are doing? Rona, what's, what's your thought? It was definitely not beating Callum because he's <laughs> crap. So... <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping 
and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I didn't actually take much training. No, um, when I was in primary school, I had purse disease in my hip, so, like, didn't, like, wasn't, didn't do any sport, like, couldn't walk to school for the first couple of years and stuff so I think once once I could run and once I could get involved in sport I think from then I just like that was probably the end of primary school then I just didn't like stop so I think it was just like a like just raw passion for sport and and being active which um yeah I'm pretty lucky that I developed when I was young the the school you went to the Rona I mean I I taught it the, the school you arrived at was falling to pieces. The, the 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 gym hall we sometimes had to close because of the leak in the roof and the floor would warp to about three foot in the air. It wasn't exactly a theatre of dreams, was it? No, you honestly don't know that when you're in school. Like I remember when like the year that I left school, there was like a survey that came out ranking all the schools in Scotland and being like like <laughs> was that not a good school? <laughs> um, so oh no, but that didn't matter. The one of the things I remember from the old test is it, from the old school. Sorry, um, we moved into the new Tyne Castle building after first year, so everybody just says the old and the new one. But was you had us doing the Cooper test, so the twelve minute test, like running around the playground, and I remember the boys like lying about their, like finishing a lap before they were meant to, and just being like absolutely seething. And that's about all the memories I've got from that building. <laughs> Yeah, Rona, Rona was determined to the point where I think, did you not get banned from playing basketball when you were in the last year at school? Oh, yeah, that's still a soft spot. No, I, I wasn't allowed to play with the boys' team. Like, yeah. We need allowed. another 35 minutes to talk about my thoughts and feelings on that one. <laughs> Mel, you're, like, what, is the environment important or is it the people around you? I think it's, yeah, a few aspects in that. I think for, for me, I, I love learning new things. I, I am competitive. Well, I think I need to be, but I am. But I think I'm more competitive with myself. You know, like say, yes, when you're in a race, you have to, the idea is to win. The idea is to beat other people. But for me, it's a race with myself. And I, I think that's why it's pushed me more towards going back to sort of the adventure sports things and going to an ultra endurance and looking at breaking records and kind of new ground rather than being, you know, head to head on a racetrack. Um, and, and so, so I've always wanted to want to better myself. And I think there's certainly an element of when I was younger, people telling me, you can't, you can't do that. You know, and, and I'm just um, stubborn. And I'm like, watch me. <laughs> so I why, think, why were people telling you you can't do it? I think, oh, I don't know. I suppose it's just having that. Maybe, maybe it's because themselves haven't done it or haven't been, well, not haven't been able to, haven't wanted to, haven't tried it, haven't perhaps been brave enough to go after things. So it's easier to to say, you know, what well, you you can't do that because I wouldn't think of doing that. Um, and when I was at school, you know, I was I was always one sort of pick last because no one would expect me to be any good, and I was quiet and and sort of yeah middle ground. Um, so I just kind of let them think that, and I didn't sort of shout up and say, well, "Let me show you." So maybe just as as the years have gone by, I've been a bit more actually. No, I can do this, or I'm going to try. So you know, let's see what's going to happen. Maybe. And aren't, aren't adults the most annoying? 
it's that we adult and I find myself doing it as a parent sometimes projecting onto my girls by telling them things they can and can't do whereas actually mm. they they think they can run and dance and skip and sing and so why why tell them otherwise exactly. I remember being at my youngest this was a few years ago and coming out of their Christmas concert in I think it was something like primary one and I said to the deputy head teacher who was holding the door open for all the parents to to leave at the time and I said to her isn't it amazing that every single one of those kids thinks they can sing because they all stood and gave the best performance of their life. And some of them had voices you would listen to, and some of them had voices you didn't really want to listen to, but they all believed they could sing. Yeah. But if you'd asked all the adults leaving, could they sing? At least 50% of them were going, oh, no, I, I, don't, I can't sing. But we can all sing. We, mm. we can all sing. We can all play netball. We can all. Some of us are not going to go to the Olympics and be internationals, but we can all play. But adults are too quick to tell people, kids especially, what they can't do. And that's, I still hear people say, oh, yeah, my teacher said I couldn't. So I, just, I decided I was determined I was going to show them. I can't believe teachers are still saying stuff like that. <laughs> it just blows my mind. Rona, you, you showed similar determination. You would, if somebody told you you couldn't do it, you would have been like, yeah, I'll, I'll show you. Yeah, I think that's the like, competitive side of it for sure. But you are totally right. Like, as adults we definitely are in or maybe maybe it's not been as open to trying new things like but I've seen with the I guess because we spoke about the Doddy Gump challenge earlier like my dad got involved in it and has gone from not doing a lot to like doing absolutely loads in the space of six weeks and that's just because he wants to support Doddy Weir and like thing like that's really inspiring in that way like something as simple as an online like challenge for a charity that he's passionate about and a rugby player that he's passionate about oh like get him out of the house every day. And isn't isn't it brilliant that the the thing I hope we've or one of the things I think we uh, lockdown's going to have some positives. I'm I'm certain lockdown's going to have some positives. Mel, you were you were such a role model during the whole Doddy Aid thing, and your enthusiasm was just fantastic. And your nighttime baths outside, you absolute <laughs> maddie. Uh, but one of the things I hope people have realised is how great it is just to be outside whether you're running, walking, cycling, doesn't matter, just being outside. And although we can't be together, that feeling of being part of a team was mm. really what drove it beyond a million pounds, beyond the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of miles that people did. And like Rona's saying, her old man, who is makes Rona look sane, he is off his chump. But he's, how many hundred miles has he done, Rona? Maybe, has he done a couple hundred miles, maybe? Yeah, he did 150. 150 miles, which he wouldn't have done if it hadn't mm. been for that situation and if life had been normal, he wouldn't have done that. So Mel, what, I mean, your motto, which I love and Rona's maybe never heard and she's going to hear it for the first time when I say this, but Mel's motto is dream big, live an adventure. Now that's the kind of thing, if you're going to get a tattoo, like get that, <laughs> like that is, that is so cool. What, what's your hope Mel looking into your crystal ball for the future out of this situation? What are you hoping we get from it? Well, sort of going back to what you were saying about the environment as well, that is so important, isn't it? And having people, if you have enough people tell you you can't do something, most people are going to go, okay, then. 
Um, you have got the, the rogue ones around us that we say, do you know what? Yes, watch me, we're gonna do this. But not everybody is gonna do that. Yeah. So to have that in that supportive environment. So with the with Dodier, the fact that you know we, we're out there, we're on social media kind of sharing what we're doing, and then it's growing and growing, and so hundreds and thousands of people showing what they're doing, and then more people getting involved, and it's just that kind of supportive community um that yes we're in lockdown and yes we're all on our own but we're not on our own at all everyone was so together so keeping that going and and sharing what you're doing you know don't don't put sort of rose tinted glasses on it be honest be authentic um yes show the tough times as well as the the great times because i think people really understand that you know we there's no point showing or maybe making up sort of everything's great all the time and you're doing so well and you're smashing out these goals and you're winning this winning that because not everybody can relate to that and that's also going to put people off so just being um human and and supporting and, and you know let, and being open to people if they want to you know ask questions or or got yeah any queries about their own sort of stuff um and just being yeah being sharing um motivating supporting um encouraging getting you know people perhaps um talk about getting outside that so some some people will face more barriers than others so for me you know looking at the disability side then i'll i'll share how i get out on my adventure crutches and where i go and whether it's any kind of wheelchair accessible uh, walks or hand cycling stuff or whatever it is whatever your area is then just yeah getting out there and and, and, and helping to people to learn and to educate and we, we, we do, we can belittle achievements. So dreaming big, Rona wants to go to the Olympics to play sevens. That is Rona's dream big. But your old man, Rona, his dream big was, I'm going to walk 150 miles in a month. And it's like you said, Mel, it's being human. Let's celebrate what is each other's dream big. And social mm -hmm. media, so maybe, gee whiz, this is maybe a whole other thing, but social media for me in december was a was a pretty dark place there was so much i don't know why i don't know if it was lockdown i don't know if it was because you live in a country that's dark 23 hours a day but there was so much negativity on social media and i started a thing through happiness egg shaped called join the pack to try and bring together some similar people and pages and organizations to try and promote because i feel like together we're stronger than maybe we're as individuals and now, having witnessed Doddy Aid, the, the social media swell of positivity has just blown people away. And I, th I think we've probably built relationships that are different because of social media. Rona, you you know, you're on social media, you have your own podcast, you have Rona and the Whales, you've got all sorts of other stuff going on. Uh, there's a brilliant article about you on the BBC, which has been shared. And so you are out there, you are on social media. What positivity can you see projecting out of this into the future? So with the Doddy Gump, myself and Helen Nelson, who I live with, basically our snoods only arrived like four days ago. So we just oh, spent don't the whole month. Don't get on the snoods again. Ah, oh. like seeing pictures of snoods and being angry that, like, we're like, where's ours? Um, no, the I think social media, like, is like I think with social media you can choose who you follow. So if somebody's always tweeting rubbish, you can mute them, uh, which I think people don't don't always realise. Like Donald Trump leaving Twitter, I think that was brilliant. Um, yeah. 
but the like also social media you can connect with people and I think you've seen that massively through happiness is egg-shaped and like I definitely have from a podcast and you like can form relationships with like-minded people that you otherwise wouldn't meet like I think it does have like it's it has so much opportunity for it to be like a really positive influence on your life and yes I think it's just having that control over who you follow and like being aware of what impact it has on your mood yeah i i blocked i tell boys this when i'm teaching about social media and about internet i've blocked three people i've blocked i blocked donald trump i blocked piers morgan and i blocked katie hopkins now none of the three of them give a rat's ass that bruce ageson has blocked them but it just made my life happier not <laughs> not seeing those three tweeting stuff that just didn't even really wind me up. I just didn't need it in my life. I didn't I didn't need to know what hate they were trying to stir up or who they'd made a fool of that morning or what it was. Mel, your your social media is just like a it's like a ray of sunshine. And your website is awesome. Your web like dream big live an adventure. Like that's I just love it you're you're obviously projecting that out what do you get back from that um like you were saying as well you know social media it has its place doesn't it and there's some days that i just i just switch off to it because i know that perhaps um even actually i might be feeling okay but then you just see all this yeah rubbish comes through and you're like do you know what i don't need to read that i'm going to choose not to and i'll put my phone away and i'll get outside and i'll go and climb a hill or something um and, but <laughs> i'll go find a hill <laughs> in a river or something <laughs> Makes me feel better. um but then other days yeah it's great and it has got a, a real positive place as well and you, you've got to be strict you've got to choose who you're following who you're interacting with and if people are going to try and wind you up well they're just at the other side of a phone or keyboard or whatever and just you know ignore it i know it's easier said than done but you've got to try and do that so i yeah i try and put the so the positivity into social media because we definitely all need more of that and it, and it is true it is authentic you know i love to be that that person and to to, to, to share that positivity and to do those stupid crazy things because it makes me feel good and my friends say it makes them feel good so that makes me even feel even happier yeah it is it's brilliant and i know that that's authentic because i've i've got to know you over the last month and and it's been fantastic one of the someone said to me um about two years ago that they thought my social media was too positive and i said to them i don't really understand what you mean by that and they said i think sometimes people would like to see that not everything is perfect and i said I find that a bit naive. How on earth? Like, I have the same issues everybody else has. Mm -hmm. um, but why would I share that? So I was asked to share something about my mental health um, during the first lockdown. And I wrote this post and I shared it. And there was two silly things in it. One was about being in Louise Redknapp's kitchen because at that time she was posting a lot of things in her kitchen. <laughs> but there was there was also that when uh, when things are rough there's always maryland cookies so because I, i'm a bit partial to two packets of maryland cookies a day so <laughs> about a week later it was my birthday my next door neighbor baked me a cake a maryland cookies cake and it had maryland cookies all over Aww. it and someone i work with bought the the most enormous double pack of maryland cookies i've ever seen it was like a, a foot long of maryland cookies double pack and gave me those a print and i got messages i got private messages i got public things i got people saying thank you 
for it. And and one guy who I coached at rugby almost 10 years ago sent me a message completely out of the blue on WhatsApp just saying thank you. And I was, I get a wee goosebump on the back of my neck here. It was quite an interesting thing because I'd never thought that before. I'd never thought how important that was before. But there are people, you are both unique, strong, unbelievable role models. And for for me, for, for everyone, but for me, and that's why I've asked you to be part of this because I, I knew I was going to love speaking to you. Do you think showing some vulnerability is worth the trade-off of maybe people thinking there's something wrong or something deeper do you think it's it is is it important to show vulnerability rona the, it's interesting what you're saying about social media because just so joe brown who's uh, somebody that i used to live with and hadn't spoken to her in a while so I her the other day being like hope you're good blah 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 and she replied saying you look really happy on social media i hope you are and i was like what like <laughs> do people is that what people think now when they see yeah. social yeah, media posts like yeah like they're like oh i hope that this is real <laughs> um well, oh, not everybody, know. Rona, not everybody has a rug with their picture on it. <laughs> Mel, Mel, you've got to go on Rona's social media because she's sponsored by a carpet company and they, oh, made, her, they made her a rug. That's it. Must, how big is it, Rona? It's so like they, four yeah. foot, maybe? Oh, like bigger. Like it's, oh, is it bigger? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah well, it's, it's bigger than me. Like the rug Rona is bigger than real Rona. But the, yeah, the um, sponsored by like a a guy that makes carpets and he was like oh I've printed you on a doormat can I send you it so I thought like <laughs> that'll be that'll be funny like I'm thinking it would be like a welcome doormat that arrived and now it's like yeah the centerpiece of our living room it is honestly Mel <laughs> this thing this thing is awesome it's such a brilliant picture of Rona as well it's oh, such a good picture and it just cracks me up so but social media has you you've both experienced opportunities because of social media surely yeah, like I think connecting with definitely like connected with loads of people and yeah, yeah, it has given me a lot. But as you say, like I, I probably am not somebody that posts the the negative side of what's going on, which like maybe I should. Um, I think in in that time I just wouldn't post. Like thinking back to actually when so when I had my last shoulder operation, like had an absolute time of it. Like was meant to be out for four months and was out for ten months. Like it was just way harder than it should have been and I'd never posted about that or like and I was like so embarrassed at like how bad my shoulder was like I didn't take any videos and stuff and now I kind of wish that not necessarily posted about it but I wish I had more that I could look back at and be like kind of reflect on how far it's come so I think oh I I don't know Mel I'm not sure what if you're somebody that posts kind of is more honest on social media. I I definitely find it hard to to put the sort of the tough times out. Yeah, my friends know that, you know, when I go quiet on social media, that's when I'm having a tougher time. Um, so then they check on in on me, but like, we haven't heard from you for 12 hours. <laughs> they must be wrong. Um, but actually I do, I think it is important. And particularly if, if there's something that's going on or if there's some, some a wider issue, then I think that I can help other people, then I, I, I will try and do that because I think that's really important. Um, so yeah, I think it is important to show that vulnerability um, because like I said before, you know, we're all human and we're all having, um, especially at the minute ups and downs like you know every hour <laughs> um and and we can we, we can help each other we can work together and support each other and like I said we're stronger together so actually by by sharing that and by putting it out there and um, I feel 
it, it for me it's kind of feels like I'm taking down that barrier um which is hard you know and, and people people are wonderful and people are messaging and they know they sort of they they see when there's where's it when there's tougher times um and yeah that's quite hard because you kind of taken that brave face off a little bit um but I do think it's important and I think I certainly know I need to perhaps do more of it in in life in general as well as social media um I think it's a, a good thing but it's it's a tough thing do, do you both realize the the impact that you have I, I, I'm not going to say famous but you're both well known respected uh you've achieved you've you've experienced success do you realize the impact that you have on someone maybe that you've never met Rona do you do you get that that there's maybe somebody watching you thinking that's somebody I aspire to be like I think only when so like maybe a couple of years ago like in recent times I got a message from it was a girl that if I said I think it'd be another time castle people that you'd be really fond of like saying that like message me um saying that like she like it was really cool seeing somebody playing rugby and it's made her start playing rugby and I think that was the first time that I was like oh what like even though I've got a, a very small following on social media actually there are people that kind of I mean if that's enough to make somebody start playing rugby and she said that she was going to uni to do physics and that was like a male-dominated environment and we had like this really good conversation about it and that was kind of what inspired me to start doing the podcast because I was kind of like I've got this really like small platform from playing rugby and I just want to use it like to get more girls in sport and to kind of break down some of those barriers because yeah I do think in in high school things can like how people perceive you could be a barrier to like a girl playing rugby or studying physics or or whatever it is and it's obviously as soon as you leave high school you realize how ridiculous that is yeah, I can remember that conversation like it was yesterday, Rona, when you were stood in the PE department and, and I put that in the article I wrote about you, which is now five years old, which just blows my mind. But I can remember saying to you, there's going to be a time when you're far away from this place and you're going to realise how minor this thing is. Uh, so it, it's amazing to see to see the journey that, that you've gone on. Uh, folks, I'm, I'm now way over time. Uh, I could keep going, but uh, firstly, both thank you because you you were both quick to say yes, and I'm absolutely delighted that I got you both together on the same screen because, as I said earlier, you both absolute rays of sunshine, and I think you're fantastic role models, and I admire you both hugely. But before you before I let you go, I need you to I need you to finish off. The only thing I told you to prepare was this so <laughs> rona finish the sentence happiness is i think happiness is like doing what you're passionate about awesome mel happiness is happiness is smiling so hard that your cheeks hurt laughing so hard that your belly hurts and having a story to share at the end of it oh yes Rona and Mel, uh, I, I can say thank you, but it doesn't even come close. But thank you so much. And I really hope I get to see you both very, very soon somewhere where we can do all those things. Thank you very much, Mel Nichols and Rona Lloyd. Thank you for having us on. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Well, uh, as usual, uh, the man who most people find it difficult to have a 10-minute conversation with has run way over time. I have loved speaking to Rona Lloyd, who I've known for a very long time. 
I know her family. Uh, I've taken a huge amount of pride in watching her journey and where she's got to. Mel Nichols is new to me. I've only known Mel for about a month. We've never met, uh, but we've done things like this over the screen and we've spoken to each other on the phone. And every time I speak to her, I leave in a better place than I was before. Those two people are role models, uh, no matter their sex, no matter their achievements, no matter the way they live their life, uh, the passion that they show and the humble, polite, well-mannered, respectful personalities they have make them very warm and people that are worth speaking to. And I hope to speak to them again, maybe on here, but I really hope I get to spend some time with them in person. Thank you very much to everybody who has helped to contribute to Sean from Fill Your Boots Backstage, pushing the buttons to Rugby Store, to Raging Bull and to everybody else who has taken part. I am absolutely delighted to have the Happinesses podcast. My name is Bruce Aitchison and I look forward to seeing and hearing from you very, very soon. You can catch the podcast in all the normal places on Apple, on Spotify, on Acast, and you'll be able to watch on social media and YouTube. But for now, my name is Bruce Aitchison and my happiness is egg-shaped. Hello, I'm Mayhem. Hello, I'm Chaos. And, and our happiness is egg-shaped. Happiness is egg-shaped and loves a circle with no end. No, 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 Happiness is egg-shaped and loves a circle with no end. My name is Sean Phelan and I am the producer of the Happiness Is podcast. But if you want a podcast that focuses on the grassroots side of rugby, check out my show, The Philly Boots Rugby Roundtable, where we discuss the biggest issues in grassroots rugby in the UK, with a different panel of players, coaches and volunteers each week. Listen now at all your favourite podcast providers, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or visit fybrugby.com. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.